We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe if you really, really, really need to go there, then Jack Price is... No, we talked about enough people. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Take Jackie Price, Colorado, the human uh, move on to defender (laughs) for for our purposes. I'm just saying, if you need to go there. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am Daniel Bramlin. I'm here with Skylar Redpath and J.D. Bazo, and we're here to talk about the Saturday, April 13th MLS slate. And uh, it's a big one. It's a six-game main slate at 7.30 at night. Guys, how you doing? Good. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, we... We crushed it, I felt like, uh, as a dynamic duo last week, but we decided to, uh, <laughs> after much consultation, allow Skyler to join our ranks again and uh, put out put out some analysis for a slate. Yeah, and it, good to be back, guys. Yeah, we let you on because San Jose is not part of the, the slate, so. <laughs> right, yeah, I noticed. Uh, no, I don't even think you mentioned Wanda's name once last <laughs> podcast, so there you go. We definitely did not mention him right as a play. I think he got mentioned maybe like as, as a 
tangentially to some other things yeah. that we might have been talking and, about. Uh, <laughs> and they got a big win when he didn't start. Yeah. 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 Funny how that works. But now it's good to be back. Yeah, you guys uh, you guys threw out some, some heat last week. I, um, I liked some of the plays you guys were throwing out there. I actually uh, had some Nani in some of my GPP lineups, so that went well. Took down a couple of, uh, of contests last weekend, and I'm ready to do it again this weekend. So let's get after it. All right. Well, we got you know, as I mentioned, a six-game slate. Uh, with the, it's kind of a bummer. I, I hate when there's already a staggered start just with you know from the first game to the second game. But we got New England and Atlanta at seven thirty, Dallas and Portland at eight, the Rapids and DC United at nine, as well as Real Salt Lake hosting Orlando at nine, and then we got the the double late game hammer uh, out in LA, the Galaxy hosting the Union and LAFC hosting. FC Cincinnati, which uh, two hot tickets. I wonder which one will be the hottest ticket in town. There's Lawton or, or the Vela show. Uh, it feels like LAFC are filling things out a little more than the Galaxy, but uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Both uh, both teams playing at the same time. I wonder how often that happens. Yeah, when they're not playing each other in El Trafico, right? Uh, apologies to Bob Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's weird. I never thought about that because I'm sure some people do go to both. Yeah, well, I mean that, that that's how soccer is kept alive in this country, right? Is the tireless efforts of hipsters everywhere, and from Los Angeles to <laughs> to Orlando. So that's right. Uh, that. Uh, it's going to be a great slate, and I I think you know I'm look, for me I'm looking forward to maybe Atlanta finally getting right on the season. Uh, Portland, I don't I don't know what's up with them. DC, we need to learn a little bit more about. So, you know, some good matchups. Uh, Orlando coming off a huge thriller, four three win. Uh, but let's go position by position like we always do, and let's, let's start at the forward position over the top. And uh, so if you're going to play one of those L.A. options that we mentioned earlier, it, it's going to cost you a lot. Who do you guys like more, Vela or Zlatan? Yeah, I'm paying up for Vela, personally. I mean, it's it's a matter of the, you know, the safer play in Vela. You're paying about $1,000 more. Um, obviously, Zlatan's always got that hat trick upside, but Bill is actually uh, seems like they've tightened up a little bit at the back lately, so it makes me hesitate just a bit with Zlatan. I mean, he's still Zlatan, so I'm not going to hesitate too much. But yeah, I mean, if it's if it comes down to it, I'm probably trying to find that extra 900 bucks to, to fit Vela and his uh, his comfortable cushy floor in. JD, have you played yeah. around with any any construction to to try to maybe get both or anything like that, or do you think it's possible? To be honest, I didn't even try because I don't think it's uh, would be that easy. Um, you, you would have to get rid of every other, like, player above $5,000 and probably fit most of them under, like, 4000 Um Yeah, you're looking at yeah. 4200 average remaining player if you put those guys in. So. Place in the midfield. Yeah. Yeah, and th- I mean, there are players you could go with, but, um, I don't envision in a tournament especially... I don't envision that being the winning lineup because other people are going to spread Zlatan's money between two really good players that could both go off. So, I yeah, mean, well, someone's going to come up with something better than you do when you're using both. That's just how I'm feeling. So uh, along those lines, if you're looking for something better, 
where are you looking for your second forward spot? If if it's pretty much established in cash, you're going to go Vela uh, uh, with forward number one. What do you do with number two? I think there's a lot of options on this slate. Um, I think the first one we were talking about before the show is Yosef Martinez at 7,300. Um, one of the lowest prices we've ever seen him at, probably. And uh, he's playing New England. They've had some time to to rest and reconfigure. So I think this is kind of a, a big statement game for Atlanta, most likely. And um, right away, he jumped yeah, out to me. So cheap for, that seems way too cheap for Yosef. But I mean, he's just been so bad this season. I guess it's just kind of indicative of Atlanta as a whole. But I mean, you got to think a game against New England who are, you know, pretty bad in, in their own right. Um, feels like a game he could, he could get back on track. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild when you compare, when you just look at the list of guys who are more expensive than Joseph Martinez on this slate. I mean, he, on his own team, Vialba, which we rarely have seen that. Dom Dwyer, you know, Barrios. These, these are guys we don't normally, we're normally looking a way to pay up from those guys to Joseph. So it's, it's crazy to see him down here. And I agree, like, this, if, the, if there's ever a time for Atlanta to, to figure it out and get, get in the uh, the win column it's against this new england team that's been you know pretty you know pretty much as bad as atlanta so far this season yeah well i mean like i don't understand how the price formula puts diego fagundes at 7900 he has negative 0. 0.5 0. 0.3 1 and 4 points this season like <laughs> yosef at least had a goal in one game he's less yeah. like i I think there's some manual tweaking going on that like just hasn't thought about Fagundes all season, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, the, the sweet hair factor. Even you, you know, maybe <laughs> since Joseph shaved his off, I guess yeah. they gave it to Diego. Yeah. In fairness, I haven't given Diego Fagundes much thought this season either. His yeah, the time. one time I played him, I had a losing slate. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, his playing time is so spotty. Even going back to last season, it seemed like yeah. he was coming off at halftime or subbing on at halftime and it's carried it over into this season to where I'm just, I'm not going to touch him. Um, but I, I will say that I, in the same game, I do like Carlos Hill um, as a cash game option up top for New England. Well, I say up top, but he's forward eligible on DraftKings. So um, he's a guy that you're going to get a nice floor from crosses and um, sprinkle of some shots here and there, some fouls drawn. So um, I, I think, uh, you know, a Vela heel cash lineup is, is, you know, a good start if you have the funds to, to you know, spend up that at that position. Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, you know, heel is, what, 1400 more than Yosef, so there is a significant savings, you know, at that level. The guys in between, I'm really not that fired up about. You know, we, we talked about Fagundes. Uh, Barrios against Portland. I mean, I love the matchup, but Dallas is just spreading out their their fantasy points production, and and not a lot of it's coming from Barrios. So it feels like the wrong spot to pay eighty one hundred for him, even at home in a good spot. But uh, what about under Yosef uh, JD? It, it, as we keep digging down the list, who, where do you go next? At yeah, well, let's K range. Let's let's first talk about someone one hundred dollars more, which is Christian Ramirez. Um, he's at home against FC Cincinnati. Okay. Um, Seventy four hundred. Uh, LAFC is the best team in the league so far. I think um, Carlos Vela is having an MVP type season. 
Diego Rossi not only just had a hat trick, he had a goal in each of the two games preceding that one, so he's on fire as well. Um, Ramirez is probably starting if with Diamande looking like he's going to be hurt. Um, so I, I can't envision them not getting two goals at least against FC Cincinnati, and Ramirez is a goal scorer at heart. So um, I, I honestly think straight up I'd prefer him to Yosef. How about you, Scott? Do you agree? Uh, it's close. I mean, that's a coin flip for me. Um, I do Take a like side. Ramirez. Take a side. I think Ramirez is probably uh, – I'll go Ramirez. I mean, he's going to get the minutes because Dio's out. So I could see a full shift from Ramirez here, and I think that LAFC put it on Cincinnati. So, um, you know, the home team, you know me, I, I'd lean the home guys if it's like between one or the other. So I'll go Ramirez. One guy that I, I was hoping would be – priced a lot less than he is is Latif Blessing. 8500 but, you know, he's been uh, without Lee Wynn in the lineup, he's been, you know, producing a lot more of just the peripheral stats, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd like to have some exposure to him, but it's just probably not going to happen at 8500 Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I feel, I feel the same way about Rossi. It's like if you're going to play Blessing, why not just pay 200 more for heel? And if you're going to play Rossi, what you know, who, where, how do you even find yourself in that range? He's kind of in that awkward range of ten three. <laughs> that's uh, like yeah. a, that's when you start with Zlatan and Vela, and you say, I can't, can't squeeze this, yeah, but I, yeah, I can try something Rossi. slightly different. Yeah. Well, just yeah, I mean, well, Rossi, like you said, great form. He's been awesome, but for a three k savings to be part of the same attack, I think you would, you would definitely want to go Ramirez in that spot. So if we, since we've bounced back up to the the top tier forwards, what I mean, it feels like we just skipped right over Wayne Rooney, and it feels like a lot of people are are going to after you know DC got spanked at home by LAFC, and Rooney was just a dud, and uh, obviously got the red card. I guess there's some concerns about he's missed training with illness this week, but it feels like you know a game at Colorado, who's I think they've given up the most goals in MLS. They, I know they've given up four goals in each of their last two games. And I don't know, man, it feels like Rooney um, is going to go overlooked here. It feels like he's going to be under owned. Like, I don't mind uh, trying to work him in if we know he's going to be fit and, and uh, going to actually play in the game. So what do you guys think about Rooney? He He's fine. I don't envision myself using him uh, just because of all the, like you said, there's a couple concerns on the road in Colorado, I think his first game at altitude. Um, the rest of the teams, most of them are a little more tired coming off two games um, in the last week. So I do like it, but yeah. like if I'm paying that much, then I'm kind of saying, ah, why don't I pay 800 more for Zlatan? Yeah, no, that's fair. I think the, the blue-white symptoms or whatever might be a little bit enough to push me off them at least as far as like, trying to build lineups around them. So, yeah, it's, that's a good point. Yeah, I do agree with you that there's a chance for some really low ownership there. I think, you know, as we – and I, I did, like as you said, we bounced back up. I didn't mean to blow past some of these guys, but I just I just knowing what the reality of lineup construction is going to be with that Vela price, like uh, Rooney's going to be low-owned, yeah. Ibra's going to be low-owned, Rossi's going to be low-owned, you know, lower than they should be, you know, relative to, to what they're capable of because – there's just so many people that are just going to latch on Vela, and you just can't afford a second guy up in that range, basically. Yeah. Yep. Not to have a good lineup. I mean, 
GPK, GPP builds you're gonna see like all kinds of things, obviously. But I, right. I do think you have a you have a chance to be lower on if you can fade Vela in a in a GPP build and maybe go Rossi and Ramirez, then all of a sudden might, you might have a little extra to, to fit one of those guys in for like a big time stars and scrubs build. Uh, anyone else you like? Do we do we skip anyone? Do you want to make the case for Kai against DC United at home, Skyler? I don't know. I'll give you that chance. It feels like uh, I'm a broken record when it comes to Kai. Like he's a guy you might want some exposure to in a GPP. Um, always feels like he's a goal threat. He's actually scored a goal in each of his last two games. So yeah, I mean, I think he just uh, jumped up to fifth all time in in uh, MLS goal scoring. Record books. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do it for the record books. He doesn't. Yeah, he tweeted out. He doesn't do it for the record books, but he's there. So, um, and there's actually, a, you know, there's starting to be some chatter about him making a run for the the all time record, threatening uh, threatening what should be Wando's record by the end. <laughs> Who knows if that's going to happen at this point? Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, Kai's a guy that's always a goal threat, and you know, look, he's seventeen. 18 points last game, 20 points a game before that. He tacks on another goal. There's, you know, 30, 33-point games. So. At yeah, this well, point, he, uh, like Zlatan the, might, break, uh, might pass Wando for the record before before Wando actually sets it. Yeah, hey, uh, he, he called it. He said he was going to. Yeah, well, Kai Kamara would have the record if Columbus let him take penalties. Oh, Iguain. Calling out Iguain <laughs> there. <laughs> um. But now Kai's fine in in a, in a tournament, but I wouldn't go crazy with him. Um, one guy I will throw out here just uh, before we move on to midfielders, and um, we got to make sure he's starting. But I love the matchup. He started last game, didn't come through with a good fantasy score, but he uh, he showed some flashes, and I'm gonna try to work him into some builds if he's starting again at home against Orlando. Sam Johnson for RSL. 4,300, basically, I mean, pretty much. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's he's an interesting player. He's so fast. He had some chances that, you know, another day, I think you got to finish um, the chances that came his way. He just didn't. Maybe it's like first game jitters at first from his first start. Um, but at this price, I like him a lot, especially in, in GPPs. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was a, he was a pretty exciting player. I, I played him in the uh, in that showdown slate, the RSO showdown slate last week, just because he kind of fit what I was doing for salary. I didn't know a ton about him, but read that he was a designated player and a guy they were expecting a lot from. And he didn't kind of get in the flow. What do you see there, JD? I think he's a really good player. I just think it's going to take time for him to acclimate, honestly. And he he may never be the accumulator type. Um, that we we want for a fantasy forward, but I think he at least is going to open things up in the RSL attack and kind of help everybody around him. So it's a great value, obviously. Um, there, yeah, there's yeah. not too many guys in that range. I think you can look down and see like a Com at six thousand. You can uh, find whatever Dallas forward is starting. If it's Ferreira again, he's fifty seven hundred. But um, if it was the Snake or the yeah the Snake the Viper the Snake. What's his what's his stupid nickname? Anyway, uh, Andres Andresek or whatever it is. Yeah, the snake. Yeah, something like that. All right, I just didn't know if it was a specific. Maybe it's the cobra. 
I don't know, but he's forty two hundred. iPhone. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's it's either Viper or Cobra. I'm pretty sure. Well, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got Google at our disposal, so let's, let's figure this out before we move on. The research yeah, we'll, turn on that one for my, sure. My Skype freezes oh. when I try to go to another window. The Cobra. Oh, okay, yeah, he's cool. He's fine. Get him in there. We're kind of bouncing all around the rain, uh, you know, the the salary list here a little bit. So apologies there, but we did we. Would you uh, would you consider Mueller up there if he starts? He didn't last week, but yeah, Dwyer actually. I think he's had thirteen shots in the last two games combined. So I think I kind of like Dwyer against RSL's really bad defense. Yeah, but Mueller's yeah. in play as well. Yeah, sure. Mueller's still a head scratcher. Why he's not starting, and maybe it's just the boost off the bench that he brings because he does something every time he steps on the field. So yeah, Nani, Nani scored the goals, but it was Mueller subbing on that kind of sparked Orlando to that, that big win against Colorado last week, right? Yeah. Mueller's really good. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking for Mueller in the starting lineup. And I mean that's kind of why uh kind of why Sam Johnson's on my radar. Just I feel like this is a, a fun matchup to target for for uh fantasy purposes. So I'm gonna want some exposure to it and uh I guess we can you know if that leads into Roos not being fairly cheap in the midfield uh midfield pool over over here this weekend. You know yeah, what I mean, about Fernando Adi being the lowest price forward? Hey, <laughs> I, I mean, below Griffin now. They're factoring in uh, DUIs as pricing or what? But yeah, they definitely have to be. I mean, if Lucas <laughs> Milano is more expensive than you, you know you you are, must be doing bad. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, everyone was so you know excited for Adi making the move. To Cincy last mid, you know, in the middle of last season, he was going to be their big uh, debut guy, and Maddox has kind of stolen his thunder a little bit already. Yeah. So, I loved Adi when he was like in his Timbers prime. He was so good. He was such a tough matchup. Yeah, it's really weird what happened there. They, I remember it was dicey when they moved him. It was kind of, kind of a head scratcher, and because he was going to a USL team, and he hasn't, has never really recovered. Well, there were times that, uh, like, Crystal Palace was reportedly interested in him when he was really hitting his stride for the Timbers, and they, like, didn't have a backup option, so they kind of refused to transfer him and, like, convince him to keep staying, keep staying, and I think they knew he was going to really demand a, a transfer soon and just got him out of there, so. Well, we will. Uh, I will go with you, Skyler, on that jump over to Rusnak in the midfield in one second. I do want to throw out one more name who is midfield and forward eligible if Rooney doesn't play and you see this guy in Zoltan Stieber. He was awesome, you know, filling in for Rooney as far as like bringing DFS floor points and peripherals uh, last game. He didn't didn't play the full game. He usually does sub off early, but at forty seven hundred, you might at least consider him as well. I feel he didn't really do a ton though. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, it looked like he was a little more active than he actually was, but I don't know. It seemed like his 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 point production wasn't there. Yeah, but it usually it is when Zoltan's on the field because he's usually taking almost every set piece. Um, yeah. So no, I think right. it's I mean, definitely a good Rooney's play. Out, yeah, if Rooney's out, then I like the play. Um, what if Rooney's like in and I he love... just plays on the wing? I just I don't think he's going to have an – I don't know. It, it is the Rapids, though. Like I, I like him more if Rooney's in. Goal. If Rooney's yeah. in and he starts, Zoltan's an gr- even better play. Yeah, and DC is kind of depleted, so I could see him getting some more minutes. I just, 
I don't know. Maybe it, maybe I was uh, a little let down from playing him in showdown and uh, him not him not producing for me the other night. But yeah, I, I could see him having a good game against Rapids. For yeah, he started off. He started off not bad. He was getting going, and and then it just kind of tapered off. So hopefully, you know, that wouldn't happen yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean Montreal came out. They 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 were playing for a nil nil draw there. So I don't think Colorado is going to do the same. Well, moving on to midfield, uh, we were once again presented with, you know, not a ton of uh, super expensive choices because Vela, you know, he's got the midfield forward eligible, so he's there. Then he goes all the way down to Al- from 12-6 to Alessandrini at 9.1 as the midfield only eligibility. Uh, do you do you see a bill? Would you would you take the savings in, uh, from Zlatan to Alessandrini and try to go Vela no. Alessandrini or no? Is that not out of the question? I wouldn't go from Zlatan to Alessandrini. I know he gets a ton of crosses, but I, I mean, I don't really see him getting that many goals the way he's been playing this season. I know he's been hurt, but I don't know. I think Zlatan's running that show, and if if I'm especially playing GPP, I'm taking Zlatan. And if I'm if I'm going for crosses, I'm finding cheaper ones than ninety one hundred dollar crosses. Scott, do you agree? Ah. Uh... Not necessarily. I mean, I feel like it's going to, for me, like Alessandrini's a go-to cash midfielder. Yeah, he's a little higher price than I want. But um, for me, it feels like, you know, maybe if I want to take a chance with my second forward instead of paying up for heel, like I feel like heel is going to be the second cash game forward you can pay up for. Um, but I feel like if I want to put Alessandrini, you know, pay that price for Alessandrini instead, then maybe i pay down for like a um, – you know, one of the guys that we're talking about, maybe even, I don't even think we mentioned Jefferson Saverino, but he's 7,000 for Salt Lake. He's got a pretty decent floor for a forward. So maybe I'd pay down at that second forward spot and try to make room for Alessandrini because as much as, uh, like JD said, like Ibra's running the show, he's going to be the guy scoring the goals. But I mean, LA just, they're going to be, they swing balls into Zlatan all game long, like Alessandrini, Rolf Felcher, I mean, that's that's their job. Like, get the ball into the box for Zlatan. And so we've seen it. Like, these guys are racking up dig- double-digit crosses. And I could see this being a relatively tight game to where they're going to have to keep pumping balls into the box. And I don't know. I, I like Alessandrini on this slate. I just The price makes me hesitate a little bit. But it's going to come down to do I want to pay up for that second forward spot or do I want to pay up a little bit at midfield? All right. Well, uh, we get uh, moving a little bit down the list. If we skip some of the MFs, we got a couple of uh, similar discounted options on the road who've been not necessarily delivering as much as we're accustomed to. I'm talking about Luciano Acosta and Diego Valeri, uh, right there at, uh, within a hundred dollars of each other. Uh, how do you feel about these options, JD? Um, I'm I'm kind of mild on both of them, I guess. I think Acosta is is a particularly good play if Rooney is in. Uh, without Rooney, I think I might be looking somewhere else. Um, just because of the fixture congestion for DC United, I'm not like feeling myself super tempted to go with Acosta. Um, he's a great player, but I think there's some other options. Valeri, Portland's been really bad, but Valeri has still been creating a lot of chances. He has like the second most chances created or key passes in the league this season. Um, he has, I think, one goal, but he has 2.7 expected goals. 
Uh, he has two assists, probably should have a couple more of those as well. So I don't hate Valeri. I think it's a not the best matchup in Dallas. But Portland's just like I thought San Jose might last week. Portland's kind of a team that I think they have to come out punching one of these games. And they have a fiery coach that's going to motivate them. They have a great leader like Valeri. So I, I don't think that Portland's like a total punching bag. And 7900 is a really good price for a guy that's creating a lot of chances still. Scout? I know it was good, but it wasn't that good, Scott. <laughs> wow, you're speechless, huh? That's a, that was <laughs> Sorry, guys. Blockbuster analysis uh, just, just failed, to, uh, hit the mute, failed to hit the mute button there. Uh, <laughs> but no, I actually, uh, I actually said I'd agreed on both of those fronts. So yeah, you, you did uh, deliver. Wow. Movie, but I went speechless. So I was just talking <laughs> with my mic, with my mic muted. Um, but no, I think Lucho is attractive because he's. Uh, playing against the Rapids. And like I said, Rapids have given up four goals in each of their last two games, and they don't look like a team um, that are going to shore things up defensively anytime soon. So, yeah, I mean, I, w- I want some Acosta exposure. I don't think that I'm going to be working him into a cash lineup. I think the, the main drawback with him is, you know, especially if Rooney's in, and even when Rooney's out, like we saw last game, then he's not. He doesn't have a monopoly of set pieces like you would hope he would um, for like an elite midfielder, so to speak. So that's a little bit of a hit on his fantasy value. But I mean, the guy still um, finds a way to, you know, flirt with double digits pretty much game in, game out. So uh, great matchup. Don't know how much exposure I'll have to him, but I, I, I want, you know, a little bit. The Larry, yeah, it's, I think he's gonna. He's probably going to be lower owned than he should just because he's been, uh, he's left a bad taste in people's mouth. The last and there's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of plays in this area too that people will look at and think, oh, I'd rather have him than Valeri. Right. That like I'm I'm was where I was about to go. You read my mind, JD, because I was going to say when it comes down to it, there's just no way I'm playing either Costa or Valeri over Rusnak net for down for seventy four hundred. So yeah, and Fabian has taken six shots or more in three of his four games. So like he's not a chump either. Fabian was the next guy I was going to. Uh, jump from Valeri down to Fabian because I'm going to say he's the same way that people are just so fed up and frustrated with you know missing PKs, getting red cards. Like he's he's, he's had so a couple good. of bad games that yeah that'll turn people off of him. But I mean, you take away that stuff and yeah, I get it. Like that's part of soccer; it's, it's going to happen. But I just feel like it's too small of a sample size to say like I'm just completely off of Fabian and LA Galaxy is not a team to shy away from in, in fantasy like I feel like Bobby on can turn up with like a 20 point game here so I like him at 7500 and yeah this is it feels like a really crowded midfield in this price yeah. range and like this is definitely a reason that I would think twice about paying 9100 for Allison Drini because I love some of these options that are a $1,500 savings right um, even even Pomical has to be in consideration right. I, I put him lower on the list but he's there for sure I mean yeah, Portland a bit bad defensively. They've given up one less goal than Colorado. So Colorado does lead the league with 16 allowed. Portland has 15. Wow. Although yeah. Portland does have one less game played, so they actually have more allowed per game. Did the uh, did the snow game just ruin both those those clubs? Is that what happened? We just <laughs> we just didn't realize it at the time. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, Colorado's been ruined for a long time. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I could even see you mentioned him earlier as a forward, but I could even see you playing Savarino. You know, if, as, as a as a midfielder, if you had two other forwards you liked, you know, he he's in play there. Yeah, so. I had some Savarino exposure last week. Just kind of, uh, I think I think he was in the last game of the week, so it was. I don't know if you could say a late game hammer, but it was kind of a safe play. Like I knew he was gonna hopefully give me that seven to ten points, like just based on his floor. And he, I think he came through. So I like him in this matchup. It's it's a great one for him. Um, seven thousand is a good price for him. I think uh, I could see a little a little mini RSL stack and some GPPs. There's some Sam Johnson and Ruth oh, Mack and uh, Saverino in there. Yeah, it's crazy. We don't even talk about Plata anymore. Uh, has he even seen a minute this season? That's what I'm saying. That's... Like, can you imagine having a player that good on your team? And I'm not saying it's the wrong choice because I do think he's problematic in a lot of ways. But like, he's so explosive. Yeah, and, I always like I always like Ross Turner if he's available. But and everybody else on the the team is getting a red card every week, so you'd think yeah. there'd be a chance for him to squeeze in in some minutes. Yeah, well, Crylock would be a guy I would normally at least consider just GPPs because he's not going to do a ton else than, other than uh, score a goal or maybe even a brace here and there, but he's 8000 and I'm just not paying that with all the other value in Salt Lake lineup. So. Yeah, I agree uh, there for sure. What If we drop down, you know, into the 6000 range, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a couple of names that I are, are not really that attractive to me until I get down to Nani at 6700 who I would have to consider again after his – Heroic performance last weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one good. of my few victory laps of the season, so I'm going to take it and uh, probably not use Nani this week. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, it felt like we saw it coming. Like he's been, he's been knocking at the door, I guess you could say, and uh, it finally happened. I'm surprised he's not suspended this week, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kellen Acosta is not happy. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, the, I look at all these names and I'm just like, next, next, next. Yeah. You know, Barco, Pico, and stuff to get excited. What about Pity if he's back? Martinez. Yeah, I, I like him obviously better than Barco, but it's kind of like you you would play one or the other there depending on who, who started, I suppose, because they're both writing the same thing. If you really want to build an Atlanta theme. I still want to see it from Atlanta before I believe it's going to happen, I guess. Yeah, it almost feels like Pity's safer than Nani's to me, but I don't know. I mean, like, Nani, the thing with Nani is he's he's active in their attack. Like, he's he's making things happen, but he's not on set pieces. Well, he's he's on some set pieces, but he's not on, like, Monopoly, he's on PKs. He's on PKs. Thank he's on PKs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a plus. Yeah, you got to figure Joseph's on up for uh, Atlanta. So I don't know. I mean, that's, I guess there's some hesitation with uh, Pity playing on uh, turf too, coming back from a hamstring injury. So I'd probably, yeah, I guess I'd probably lean Nani there. Oh, I think I definitely would, but that's because yeah, It'll, I I can't imagine Atlanta thinking they need. Pity Martinez this weekend. I mean, it just feels I've seen a few things saying that he's set to return, so that's kind of why I'm at least he's he's in the conversation for me because because of the matchup and um, I mean I don't know. It feels like he's supposed to be the guy in Atlanta, other than Joseph, obviously, like kind of a faux 
uh, Al Marone replacement. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you, Daniel. I'm I'm kind of taking a wait and see approach to, to let him get going before I really go all in. But he's out there. I mean, he's 6,700. Nothing to completely fade him. Yeah, I think there's enough. The more I look at the slate, the more I'm I'm probably gonna find myself in in uh, home drone mode where I'm just you know there's enough home teams that I fit that I can always lean towards a home player in, in all the one v ones that I might be considering you know so I think my lineup will end up pretty heavy that way so I don't know that I'll find room for either pity or Nani but interesting options and definitely GPP viable for sure. Yeah, uh, I pretty much agree. Yeah, I, all the away guys, I'm like, I kind of like them, and then eh, especially those midfielders in that range. Yeah, it's a, I'm sure that there'll be you know some playable immersion. Everybody will be like, oh, why did you mention this guy in the podcast? But but I mean, Corey Baird, you know, Barco, Pico. There's none of those guys really to, to me are factoring into my plans early on, at least in this point. Corey Baird could be like a just a super sleeper play because for one he's listed as a midfielder and i don't know it feels like he should be listed as a forward but yeah i guess he's i don't know he's kind of all over the place with the u.s national team he's been playing on the wing but mm-hmm. yeah i don't this- know he's he's not he's not a player that you look at and you're like god oh, want to roster him but i mean we saw last season i think uh, he's good him and Mueller were both like the same year. player yeah, for a little while. Him and Mueller were like very similar for fantasy purposes, but yeah, have a breakout the, game here and there. Yeah, my thing with Baird is like him and Sam Johnson are either splitting time or Baird's mm-hmm. probably playing on the wing and coming off early because there's a lot of good wing options for RSL because they need to get Bofo in there as well. So I don't know. Baird Baird just strikes me as being a little expensive for the limited minutes that I think he could end up getting. And there's better options in that range. But you're right, super sleeper for sure, um, a- along with a-, a number of other guys. But Yeah, throw them in that RSL stack. Just yeah, up. whatever. So here's a question for you guys. Uh, do you think we might see Paul Areola, 5,100, playing uh, as a fullback uh, because DC is so shorthanded this week? Yes. Yep, I agree. I think, uh, let's see, it's uh, Jara, who is out on the right, and I think Ariola could um, slot back there. And then he's on the left. He's before, yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know if he's on the left, on the left kind of right? Up in the air. Ben Olsen might play on the left. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I don't know what, what they're going to do on the left. I mean... That might that might be reason to have, you know, a share or two of Kai and some GPPs just because of how bad. I mean, not bad, but just how uh, it'll be kind of a makeshift back line. DC is rolling out, and they're on the second game of a double game week. So just now that we're kind of on that topic, it makes me think a little bit more about plugging. There's Kai no, there's no way I'm playing Colorado guys on <laughs> a slate with this many other good options. I mean, not even like a ten team. How many how many uh, max entries do we get in this corner kit? <laughs> Not uh, enough. Let me ah, check. Get yeah. Seven. Ah, yeah, it's gonna be rough. Maybe oh, I'll yeah. have one one cash share out of seven lineups. That's fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I I mean, DC has this great defensive reputation this year, but it kind of comes from their organization and just you know sort of being attack oriented. So maybe maybe they're not well, they're not quite as watertight as we think. 
It comes from their defensive midfielders. I mean, that's right. when any MLS team that has a great defense, it's just as much on their defensive midfielders as it is on their actual back line. So I, I really don't care if Colorado have some uh, some luck on their right flank because D- D.C. still are going to lock down the center of the field and kind of might get his head to a ball or two, but I don't think like D.C. United are going to crumble because they don't have a tried and true left back. I mean, like, Skyler's right. It's definitely something to think about fantasy-wise. Like, it's an opportunity. Maybe if Colorado had a great person on that wing, you'd be like, they're going to get a lot of crosses. Maybe they'll sneak a goal in. But um, I, I just want to make sure the listener is not thinking there's going to be a total D.C. United collapse. Right. Um, That's fair. Uh, do you have any interest in playing Areola in a midfield spot if he is in a as a, as a fullback? Not really, but he's he's not bad. He's a good player. I like Lucas Rodriguez for less. Yeah. Agreed. How about, uh, I thought this was a little bit of an anomaly that, you know, after all the great form and the, the high, high ownership, Aronson's price still stayed down at 4400 Yeah, he had a really good game last week. He had yeah, double think- digits, didn't he? Uh, he had, he had 8.75 last week, but he had 14 the week before that. So, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, that's the, that's my main hesitation. I guess I'd say with, uh, Fabian is just that, um, Aronson and Madunianin are still standing over some of the set pieces, which eats into Fabian's value some, but, um, Aronson's good for, for, uh, cheap play. I like him. Yeah, he gets, like, points every way, too. It's not like he's just an attacking player relying on set pieces. So, I like Aronson. I think he's a really good value. I still also really like Fabian because I think he just shots alone. He almost pays off his value most games. And then when you add in the chance he could get a goal, um, I think that's pretty high. So Yeah, check check this out on Aronson. And I, I may have a sort of a soft spot for him because I played him on his debut and he scored, a, you know, that lucky goal against Guzan. <laughs> so, maybe that's why I love him. But... In in four games this year, he's had a shot in at least one shot in all, in three of the four, including a shot on goal, I should say. He's had at least a, a cross in every one. He's had at least a foul drawn in every one. At least a tackle one. At least two tackles one in three of the four. So, like you said, you you said it already, JDA, But I'm, I just want to hammer home. He stuffs the stat sheet. And he gets perifs in in all all across the board. Yeah, he does work. I mean, he's flying on the field, and he would definitely wants to stay in the lineup, and I think he knows he has competition there. So, I mean, Philly brought in that guy from Lagoon, and I don't think he's really kind of gotten acclimated yet, but Aronson knows that he needs to do work to keep getting minutes. Yep. Yeah, just to pile, up, pile on the love for him, he's averaging 10 fantasy points per game, and he only has one goal, zero assists. So the rest are all peripherals. Good stuff. Forty four hundred. Is there? Am I, are we missing anyone? Uh, you know, kind of Kenny Saif. Yeah, Kenny Saif. You you think at LAFC is in play? Yeah, I mean he's he's their whole offense. So I mean, even though I think they're going to get ran off the field, they they still have to have probably at least what thirty five percent possession, probably closer to forty. So that's enough for Saif to to get some numbers. I don't think he's a great play, but it's a good value. I don't know if it is. I I, I can't sign off on that one myself, but but uh, I, I I could see. I wouldn't think it's crazy. I guess, but I just I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'll stay away on that one. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, if we're I, if we're spending a minute on Corey Baird, then <laughs> fair, 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 fair. Yeah, I mean, I I'm 
kind of in JD's camp right here. I feel like uh, Sife, I don't know, he's, his minutes have been spotty, so I think that some of it, I think that that might drive down kind of some of the hype around him. But when he's on the field, and yeah, it's pretty clear that he's, you know, he's the guy that Cincinnati's kind of looking to to make things happen. And he actually is starting to take a few more set pieces, I think we saw last game. So it's, I mean, I like the price tag on him for sure. I don't love the matchup, but. Um, yeah, if we're if we're down in this range, I think it's it's a viable play for sure. Yeah, well, exactly what Dan just did with Aronson, you could go across Saif's box score during his two starts and say the same thing. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you you could, but hey, that's two starts compared to four, and uh, I don't know. I just the way and Saif's a national team player that has uh, European experience, and Aronson's what seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he was about thirteen, so I don't know. I, I feel you guys, but hey, we can't we can't agree on every single player. Yeah, Saif also hasn't played Brad Guzan yet, so yeah, yeah, that's that's. I don't know. Just the way the way LAFC is is just completely dominating some teams. I, I'm a little bit hesitant, you know. But yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's that's a fair point for sure. Uh, but you know, I look down about at West is about the only person who didn't get a, a huge price bump for LAFC, but I still probably not that interested in playing him. Is there anyone, uh, Flores for Portland, maybe uh, if he was in, is there anyone we're not thinking of here that we should move on? Uh, I don't see anyone. I don't think that I would consider otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe if you really, really, really need to go there, then Jack Price is, no, he we talked about enough people. Yeah, yeah. All I right. Mean, so, yeah. Jack, Jack Price, a Colorado, so. human uh, move on to defender, basically, <laughs> for, for our purposes. I'm so. just saying, if you need to go there, he's... I got you. Well, uh, as we do move on to defender, let's, uh, you know, we look up at the top, and of course, we're, it's the LA options that, that jump out, uh, just like they did at every other position. I don't know if we're going to have enough salary, but you can try to find it for Felcher. Uh, you mentioned him earlier, Skyler. Yeah, I love Felcher. Um, I mean, I think he's. It's going to be hard to find room for him because you're going to you're going to want to spend your salary around on the high end attackers. But um, let's see what he did last game. He killed it, didn't he? Yeah, he had 19 and a half points. Obviously, he had an assist in there, so that bumped it up. But he hit 10 crosses and. He's had five or more crosses in the last four games. So, um, like I said before, he's—I mean—he's trying to find Zlatan's head in the box. So, and he's the type of guy that get in and try to fire off a shot here and there too. So, I mean, if we're talking like attacking upside for defenders, and I think he's the way to go on this slate. I, don't, I mean, there's some some others that look good, like Hollingshead for a couple hundred bucks less, but he doesn't have the crossing upside. Um, Ruan has been good getting up and down the wing, but I just I feel like Felcher is the guy to you know, if you can squeeze it. Who on? We have a... <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. We got the yeah, we got the uh, yeah instruction earlier in the week. Yeah, from Juan. the man himself, uh, yeah. Orlando, a social media put out a video of him pronouncing his name. I thought that was that was a pretty funny way to do it. Yeah, love it. But yeah, it just it feels like of all the options and Felcher's. You know, for, for me, far and away the uh, the top option. Yeah, it's, he's priced accordingly. I think he could kind of be almost, you know, your Zlatan insurance. You know, because you figure if if you get a goal from Zlatan, maybe you got the assist from Felcher if you couldn't afford to spend all the way up to 
Ebra in the lineup. So, or right. if you just use a different defender, you could spend up to Ebra in the lineup. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's that's the way to go about it. That sounds like that might be what you're doing, JD. Is that a tease? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm paying that much for anyone. I mean, even. If Skyler loves Colorado and Kai so much, Rosenberry has to be discount Felcher. He has uh, two games of five crosses or more. Um, he's got a pair of shots this season, and Colorado are really bad on defense, but I don't think Rosenberry... Uh, Rosenberry actually has three games of five crosses or more. So, Yeah, I like Rosenberry, too. Still not paying that much. <laughs> for Rosenberry? Yeah, I just I feel like there's guys below that I can take and be happy with. Right, yeah, up at the top, I agree. I mean, I like Felcher. I don't mind Kai Wagner just because he's played so well, even though he's on the road. Uh, I don't really like, you know, sort of that high 4K range with Bideshore, George Bello, you know, or uh, Escobar if he was to play the whoever plays there for Atlanta. I'm not really in, so I kind of get it gets kind of thin in the middle there. Pretty quickly, uh, for sure. You know, Breck, the Breck Shea experiment appears to be over in Atlanta. You know, he he seems like he might be more like a bench spark plug piece than a than a starter. So I I, I really do get all the way down to Rosenberry. It's funny. You're right. Good call, JD. Thanks. <laughs> I'm still passing. I'm passing him right up as well, though. I think. And the first guy I'm thinking about is Marrera for Portland again. His price did go up a little bit, thirty eight hundred, but his floor through two games is uh, what eight point six points, um, and yeah. those have been two games that Portland did not play well in, and they both were on the road against, um, I guess not great opponents, but I mean opponents that played really well. So I, I'm not super scared of the matchup. I think he has a good floor. He's thirty eight hundred, and he allows you to spend more on that midfield that we talked about. Has a lot of good high priced options, or it can mm-hmm. get you up to a, a high forward. Scott, yeah, you like like I, had some, I do. I had uh, had him, I think, a hundred percent last week, and he came through. And um, yeah, his price has jumped a little bit, but I mean, feels like a, the type of guy that you don't have to rely on just for crosses. Like you look at you know, it's a small sample size, but you look at his his game log the past two games that he's played and he's, you know, he's putting up stats pretty much across the board. So I feel like he's a pretty safe play, even on the road. Um, I'd roll yeah. him out again at 3,800. Yeah. I like it. The other guy right there I like is uh Ziggler just cause he's on penalties and he scored a goal last week again. So yeah, it's free it, kick. Right. And they're playing the Timbers. I mean, so Claude Diona right al- alone is a, penalty waiting to happen if he starts so. <laughs> right, yeah there's always a penalty in play yeah and i mean that could be a clean sheet as well I, ziggler can get some points a couple different ways he's not massive in any way that's for sure and he definitely could be a dud but i mean if you're paying 3800 yeah. you can't be asking for a, a ton there there are a couple fullbacks that that are cheaper if you look at like the who's not a great matchup but uh, castillo for new england jordan harvey for lafc do you like ziggler yeah. better than those guys I think I like Harvey better than Ziegler. Yeah, I feel like Ziegler's more of a GPP stab. Like, you know, let's see if we can get that that goal out of him. If you don't get the goal, then you're you're not you're not working with very much. So, I mean, obviously you got the clean sheet shot, but it just feels like yeah. with Ziegler, you're you're playing for that goal. So, you're working with the savings that allowed you to spend up on somebody else. Like uh, Ziegler's the guy where you you originally start with. 
Felcher, and then you say, do I want Felcher and, I don't know, Felcher and Alessandrini, or do I want Ziegler and Vela, or something like that? Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I can even see going down to, uh, to Skelvik, you know, for th- even for 3,400, not, not a bad option. Planet, you know, not quite as cross-happy as Felcher, but part of that same offense and sending balls into Zlatan, you know, so I, would, I wouldn't hate that either. Yeah, I like that one too. The other guy to think, of, think about for LAFC, if they want to get some rotation against an easy team, um, his name, Hamelinen, who came over, uh, I think, after the season started from Europe. He's a pretty good defender that they've been thrown in there, and he had a nice assist when he got some action against RSL. I believe it was the game winner um, to Walker Zimmerman at the top of the box. So I think he he's looked good in very limited action. So if he actually gets a start, I think he's somebody to keep an eye on while he's he's super cheap. Yeah, that's a good yeah. shout. Keep an eye out. I mean, if you tell if I, yeah, the problem is you got to wait till ten thirty. Uh, you know, the last you know three. Yeah, but if the slate locks, but yeah, but if you have Jordan Harvey, or if it allows you to go from like I said, Allison Drini to Vela, if you downgrade from Felcher, I would much rather have Zlatan or Vela and Hamalainen than Felcher and Allison Drini. So it obviously depends what your construction is, but it's just something to keep an eye out for because there's going to be a lot of players we have in those two late games. I mean, Philly does have the two options we talked about as well, and then I think mm-hmm. we're each going to probably try to get two to three pieces from the L.A. teams. Yeah, I agree with that. I, it, would, it could make – it's going to be an interesting – you know, one of my favorite things about MLS slates is like – the watching the staggered starts out uh, play out. Not necessarily the staggered starts themselves. That's not my favorite, but uh, <laughs> you know, the once all, you know, those decisions are made, I do like to see the way it plays out on the slate and check in. You know, my rivals lineups. See, oh, this guy played that guy. He's got. I wonder who's got left and stuff like that. So the, this is sh- shaping up to be a fun one for that because, you know, at one point Skyler was mentioning. You know, you could go J- Joseph Martinez and Carlos Heel in your in your two forward spots in the very first game of the slate, and then. Then you'll be watching. locked. Yeah, then you'll be locked, and then you're just hoping for the meteor. So it, it should be pretty interesting because I think that was a viable option as well. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about leaving that flexibility in your lineup for the later games. But I mean, if you think the early guys are doing better, then uh, stats are stats. So it doesn't matter when you get them. I know there's like a mental aspect where people think that oh, I'm in the lead, and then I always lose it because I don't have as many people in the late games. But you're you're in the lead, and then lose it because your team wasn't as good. Overall, it doesn't matter when the games happened. Right, yeah. The the people that think in that with that kind of thought process are, are usually the people that you want as your opponents, right? Because they're, they're making <laughs> bad lineup decisions. Yeah, but it. I mean, the the value of having the flexibility definitely is a thing. So um, it's nice to at least usually leave one lineup if you're multi-entering GPPs that kind of leave things open for those later kickoffs because then you can really make adjustments depending on how the early early games went depending on how your opponents did and things like that. All right, Skyler, uh, we, any, any defenders that uh, you guys want to th- any more to throw in the pile? I'm good. I mean, I'll, I'll throw out if we're going to, I mentioned the RSL stack earlier, I'll throw Brooks Lennon into the, into the pile. Yeah. No, you got no, nice nobody price. that I'm like 
I mean, no, he's, I'm not targeting him for, you know, super exposure or anything, but I think he's uh, he's a guy that can get up in the attack and he can turn up with a big game here and there. He hasn't done it yet this season, but um, three crosses, at least three crosses in every game he's played this season. So yeah, he, he's, he, he looked good to the eye also against Seattle. I was kind of keeping an eye on him uh, in the in the most recent match, and he, he seemed like – he had a lot of confidence, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe turn in his best performance of the season in a great matchup. Yeah, I mean, you look at the um, you, you look at RSL's schedule. I mean, they've played they've had a pretty tough schedule to start the season, other than you know maybe like Vancouver. Um, they played Seattle, Dallas, LAFC, DC, and Houston. So this is probably their, their best matchup, arguably, other than maybe Vancouver that, that they're playing so far. And. They got red cards against half of them, so there you go. Uh, well, I will. Uh, so I wanted to say that uh, well, when it was just me and JD on the pod last week, you know, we got, we got real wonky uh, because we're we're such nerds for the game. We got got some detailed goalkeeper strate- strategy talk. You, you think we should? Uh, you you ready to keep that up here this week or what? You got any deep thoughts on goalkeeper beyond just play whoever Do you I? want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I guess, I mean, now that I look at the goalkeeper prices, I know I've been harping on how bad Colorado's been at the back and how good uh, D.C. attackers might be, but Tim Howard at 4,500. I mean, D.C.'s attacked the past couple of games. Obviously, they got shut out because Rooney was uh, not directly because of Rooney getting the red card at LAFC, but um, got shut out last game at home by Montreal. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Tim Howard at 4,500 at home, like it at least raises the eyebrows for me. That's great. How's your eyebrow? What's your eyebrow status, (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, like when people raise one eyebrow and then look at you like very critically or confusingly. That's how I'm feeling about Tim Howard because, like, I I want to like him, and then my eyebrows like, wait a second, that's the Tim Howard I've been watching for the last two years. Um, it's fun. I actually don't mind that. And I also like Hamid at 5,000. Because, like, Skylar, I mean, we know that DC United's defense is missing 50% of their starters. So even if I don't think they're going to allow a ton of goals, they could certainly allow some shots. Yeah, I can see right. that. I mean, it definitely feels like a better spot to play Hamid than it, than some weeks, although he's usually a good play. I, I might go a little cheaper. I, I, I've... I think I'll probably end up in the situation where I play the goalkeeper who's who, uh, who I'm fading the offense against, you know, so I, I don't see myself having a ton of Dallas guys. I may end up with Atanella at 4K, even though I don't love playing a road keeper. I think he's certainly in play. And I also don't mind if I'm fading Zlatan to just play Andre Blake and just hope he racks up a ton of saves on uh, yeah. on, I like on Blake. Goal, so. I like the Blake play a lot more than I like the uh, Atanella play. <laughs> I like Guzan. I mean, I I know Guzan is kind of rough sometimes, but uh, against New England on the road, so there should be shots, but hopefully he can save enough that that's a good value. Yeah, I'd like at 47, I, I, I wish he was 41, I guess, but I, I, I don't hate it. Scott, yeah, what do you think? Everyone's expensive this week. I, why are goalies so expensive now? Um, I mean, it feels like, yeah, this doesn't feel like the slate to pay up for a goalie on. For sure, um, I could see playing either Guzan or Tim Howard, but I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna go home Jones style and play Howard in that price range. All right, can't fault you. 
Cannot fault you. Well, that's about all the goalkeepers on have energy for it. I mean, we can yeah, definitely no, fault Skyler for playing Tim Howard. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I, yeah. Keep, I keep going back to, um, I, I don't know, it feels like DC's attack has hit a little bit of a, a wall, and especially if Rooney's struggling to get back. They're on the second game of a double game week. Like, it feels like there are reasons that they could struggle again. So that might be. And Tim Howard's pretty cheap for a home goalkeeper. He's the cheapest home goalkeeper on the slate. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. I think it's a good play, actually. Yeah, I mean, the it, DC was pretty pretty uh, non-potent against Montreal the other day with Rooney out of the lineup. So if he's out again, I could definitely see them struggling. Yeah. All right, if, we're, if you are paying up, if somebody builds a lineup that has, like, some crazy – uh, reason that they can pay up. Who are we taking? I go. Uh, I go all the way. I, you know, I I don't know. I'd probably go all the way up to uh, to Miller, and I I don't see yeah. any significant difference in like the shots on goal that I would project they'd face between Miller, Moore, and Ramondo. So I'd probably just go for Miller and hope for the clean sheet. How about Bingham? Because I think he's going to face a solid number of shots. I think I'm with Daniel, though. I'm probably going all the way up for Miller. It feels like the win, five-point win bonus is locked in. Uh, maybe he, he, you know, poaches a couple of, like, long-distance shots at it. Like, since the attack doesn't phase me at all, but I feel like they're going to at least get a shot or two off them. Miller, so yeah, I feel like he's the safest play to pay up for. Like, I could see Philly putting a couple of goals past Bingham. Uh, yeah, I, one shot or two from Cincy's not enough for me to want to play someone on on goal. Yeah, that's not yeah, enough. Yeah. That's two saves. <laughs> yeah, but if he gets the ten though, the ten on top, then you know, yeah, you get yeah. Right. No, I mean that's nice, yeah, that's fine. I think uh, if I'm if sitting at Bingham, I think I'll probably just play Hamid and try to spend that two hundred dollars somewhere yeah. else. But. Cool. I, I do also kind of like Maurer and Ramondo, so I think the options are good, which is why I brought it up because I don't think there's a necessarily a bad play from those those high price home keepers. It's just the the value is tough, so you had kind of I'm in agreement. We have to look lower, especially with all these other guys we talked about that we want. But um, and I'll also some, say. This is, you know, these are when the, when there's no clear cut goalkeeper choice like this that it kind of works to your advantage that it, it makes it a less important choice because the ownership would be so spread out that any any outlier score doesn't necessarily hurt you too bad in cash games. So it, it, it's not 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 the worst situation. Yeah, definitely. Unless uh, someone else, uh, other people do think it's obvious, which they might. That's well. That's obviously Tim Howard, right? And we're we're the dummies for not spotting. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Well, uh, unless there's anything else, I think that'll about do it. Um, looking forward to seeing contests this weekend for sure. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Should be fun. Good luck, guys. Get your RotoWire cheat sheets going. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.